Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore new Facebook stats, Facebook's new social audio features, and a lot more with Mari Smith. If you want to understand how to benefit from these Facebook changes, then stick around. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm Michael Stelzner, and this is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. If you want to improve your exposure and sales with social video, then check out our new Social Video Summit. 12 Social Video Pros show you the way. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash summit for more information. And now for this week's expert guest. Mari Smith is the leading expert on Facebook marketing and author of The New Relationship Marketing. She's also a popular speaker and regular guest on the Social Media Marketing Podcast. Welcome back, Mari. How are you doing today? Thank you so much, Mike. I'm doing awesome. Happy to be here as always. Lots to talk about. We have a lot to talk about today. A lot. So we're going to start. Facebook uh, just did their earnings call. And whenever they do their earnings call, there's always some little gems inside of it, right? So um, let's cover some of the stuff that we think marketers might be interested in. Where do you want to start? Let's just dive right into some stats. And uh, on the user side, I mean, we know it's uh, the collective family is well over 3 billion now. But on the business side, there's more than 200 million businesses are using the Facebook tools each month. And I just wanted to compare that to this time. Last year was 140 million. So 60 million new businesses. There you go. Now, hold on. Two, 200 million businesses are using their tools. That's a lot. And I don't even know what they mean by our tools. I would imagine that means Instagram, Facebook, everything, right? Messenger, WhatsApp, paid and organic. That's a lot of businesses. It's a fair number. Yeah. So what other stats do you have? So marketplace, now I don't know about you, Mike, but I just never go to marketplace. I know it's a super popular feature on Facebook, but more than a billion people visit marketplace every month. And then on the shop side, I think shops is a really cool feature on both Facebook and Instagram. There's more than a million monthly active shops and more than 3 million advertisers are using click to message ads to direct people to messenger. And I think it's a lot of your viewers and listeners here, Mike, are outside the U.S., with the WhatsApp, there's actually a million advertisers are using the click to WhatsApp. So this is Zuckerberg's grand plan to create that interoperability, baking all the apps together. Well, I think this is really interesting because a billion people visiting Marketplace, that's a lot of people. Now, that's not a billion people actually buying on Marketplace, but still. Explain what Marketplace is for people that don't know exactly what it is. It's kind of like eBay's Facebook's answer to eBay. You can buy and sell anything on there. Apparently, cars are really popular even, or just any kind of paraphernalia, stuff that you're offloading from your house. <laughs> so, you know, for e-commerce businesses who already sell on eBay, it sounds like there's a big opportunity for them to sell their products. Very much so. And a million active shops and shops, if you want to describe what those are again, what is a shop exactly on Facebook? 
So for now, shop, Facebook shop, Instagram shop, they're really one and the same. They're integrated with both platforms and they've got some really great features where they're predominantly for retail, predominantly for product-based businesses, where you, you know, people can, can surf mobile or desktop and they can add to their cart and check out and, you know, their payment information is actually saved there. And they're adding in all kinds of great features like customer service and you can add in the chatbot parts of it to provide uh, good customer service. And then this whole direct to messenger kind of thing is really fascinating, right? Because the Facebook ecosystem has got everything in it, right? So you can have your shop on Facebook. You can have your communication platform on Facebook. You can have your transactions happen on Facebook. Certainly seems as if this is where the future is going with Facebook, right? They're trying to create a one shop kind of thing. We talked about this many years ago because in China, they've been years ahead of us on this front, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. China's WeChat is really like a a whole operating system in one app. On Zuckerberg's earnings call opening remarks, he also did uh, nod his head to customer with a K. We've spoken about this, you and I, on one of our previous chats. And the acquisition of customer, it's a CRM, customer relationship management tool, and currently going through regulatory approval, Zuckerberg said, but they're looking forward to offering businesses a native way to manage their customer relationships on all their platforms. So that'll be interesting when it comes. Now, um, 2.7 billion people are using one of Facebook's investments every day, you know, Instagram, Messenger, Facebook, dot, dot, dot. I thought this was pretty fascinating. Ad, ad impressions increased by 12%, but the price per ad increased by 30%. So this is fascinating to me because this means they have figured out new ways to put placements for ads, but they've also must have had so much demand for advertising that they were able to increase it by 30%. Good for Facebook, but maybe not so good for the small businesses. I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Anytime prices increase on an ad, but ultimately all the advertisers ideally are making a positive ROI. You really know what you're doing or you've got help to do that. Now then with the Q1 earnings call, they just, uh, you know, declared a 48% increase in revenue, which is astonishing. And the stock, you know, blew past all predictions. And so all of that's great. Now, I don't know about you guys and listeners here, but I've definitely seen a lot more ads in my newsfeed. And then of course I got ads in stories, ads are coming to reels. I've got ads in videos. And I know we're going to be talking about audio coming up. I mean, anywhere where eyeballs and then coming soon ears can be across the whole family of apps, then, you know, it's basically fair game for Facebook to do ads. Well, that's a perfect transition to the next part of uh, our discussion today, which is Facebook has announced a lot of updates related to live audio, social audio, audio in general. Can you kind of break down some of the things that they've announced and whether or not they're actually here or if they're coming? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this was just uh, a couple of weeks ago. And Fiji Simo, who's the head of the Facebook app, she took over from Adam Masseri, who went to run Instagram. So the first one is what's called Sound Bites. And I got to tell you, Mike, I am not clear yet whether Sound Bites are going to be like audio stories and they actually vanish. I hope not, but we'll see. So a soundbite is a short form creative audio clip. It's for capturing anecdotes, jokes, moments of inspiration, cricket chirping sounds to quotes from popular songs, you name it. You can discover new voices or you can exchange, as they say, exchange ideas at the speed of sound. So they're saying that they're putting together this full spectrum of audio technologies to solve the problems predominantly of discoverability, of helping people to to find new folks to listen to, your favorite topic or the right group of people at the right time. So one of the things that's really 
call that they've been working on for some time. You know, the timeliness of their announcement was interesting, just as Clubhouse has really, you know, reached record highs, although they plateaued a little bit. Uh, we'll see what happens when when Android comes online for, for Clubhouse. But it's just fascinating that Facebook's coming on with all of these audio features, one of which is really the sound studio, their audio quality enhancements. So speech translations, they're calling it superhuman hearing. So you could record a podcast in the middle of a busy, you know, coffee shop or street, and it's going to really dramatically reduce the background noise to the point where the conversation could very easily be heard. Hey, Mari, um, you and I were in a clubhouse with that gal room where they were talking about some of this new stuff. And one of the things she talked about was a green screen effect where you could create a fake background sound. Like, if, like I don't know if you caught that or not, but it, the idea of an audio green screen would be adding an ambient layer of noise behind while you're talking. So, for example, you could make the sound of birds chirping in the background like we just heard with you, which are real. Or you could have yourself standing by a stream or whatever. And I think that's kind of fascinating, to be honest with you, that you could put yourself in a set if you will, that has coffee shop backgrounds or whatever. And I just think it could lead to really interesting. I'm not sure I would how in the world that would be used, but I thought that was really creative that they were thinking about that in the same way that, you know, with augmented reality on Instagram, for example, stories, right? You can create these augmented reality experiences. Augmented audio is fascinating to me. I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, it's the next step. It's Zuckerberg getting us used to, he's leading us down this path of of ultimately embracing full-on AR and VR. It was the number one topic he brought up in his opening remarks last week. But he they use words like immersive, right? Their goal is to make audio presence. He keeps using this word presence and not just for audio, but and especially since COVID, it's like we can't be together in person physically as much as we used to before. So there's all of these opportunities to have this as if experience either through wearing the headsets or now through the audio experiences. Um, that's interesting what you're saying though with the green screen audio, because I'm thinking you know you could do all kinds of shenanigans with that too, you know. Yeah, I mean I I think you could get very creative with it. So so sound bites, from what we understand, is some sort of an audio clip. And we're not clear as to whether it's a, you know, when we think of sound bites, it's usually a summary of something, right? Like uh like it's a clip from a video, but it sounds like it might be that. Maybe sound bites might be clips from an audio podcast or it might be the original content. We're just not clear. I'd imagine that's not rolled out yet, right? None of these are rolled out yet. They're coming, you know, they say, you know, within months. So now the podcast side of it, we should talk about a little bit, right? So what's the deal with that? Well, at first when I heard, oh, podcasts are coming to Facebook, I thought it was like they're really going head to head with with Apple, you know, iTunes or, or all the other platforms out there. But it seems like right now it's like a podcast page, Mike. It's kind of like the watch platform for audio podcasts. Yeah, you'll be able to listen to listen to an episode and just like how you've got series and you've got playlists of your videos on your um, main public page what's coming and they showed you some mock-ups and some folks have early access where you can definitely gather a following and have your your audience and your subscribers you know catching your episodes on your podcast page but in terms of monetizing that's another conversation it's coming the monetization side of it my understanding is there's a partnership with spotify in here somehow some way yeah so are they doing both a partnership with spotify in the world of podcasting you know i'm a podcaster right you've got people that have got podcasts already distributed everywhere right 
you know, like, like unlike what Facebook tried to do with watch, right. Where they wanted exclusive content on their platform. That's kind of not how the world of podcasting works, right? Like you should be able to listen to it everywhere. So I would imagine the bigger question is how in the world are they going to enable new podcasters to kind of, if you will, start up a show on Facebook? Do you think that's kind of where they're going and they'll provide all the bandwidth? I do believe that that is where they're going. It doesn't seem that's right out the gate what they're launching. This partnership with Spotify is what they call in a mini player. It's called Project Boombox. Some folks already have it. So you can listen to both music and or podcasts right inside of Facebook in a little mini player. You don't have to leave the app. And so that's you know, always what Facebook's wanting, make sure to increase that time on site, increase the sentiment of people, the users while they're on the site consuming content. And if that means music and podcasts without leaving Facebook, that's predominantly what they're doing with Spotify. As for, you know, a whole other separate kind of product that allows people to, to create and launch a whole podcast just on Facebook. Zuckerberg has alluded to this a few times that he's really cognizant of making sure people have portability, that if you generate this following, you have your subscribers and you say, oh, you know what, I don't think I want to do my podcast on Facebook anymore. I'm going to move them over some other platform. And he's, he's definitely talked about that to, to give us portability. Now there's also live audio rooms coming. Talk to us about that. What's that? Because that sounds like a clubhouse competition thing, right? It really does. It does. And, you know, they already have the live rooms, which originally were called messenger rooms, but now they're available across all of Facebook properties and messenger up to 50 people. You can stream it live. Uh, They're going to be coming to groups um, and they are actually, yeah, testing. They're going to test in groups, which has, by the way, 1.8 billion monthly active users in groups. So I think it's really great that the groups are going to get them first because it makes sense to start with kind of like more like these smaller communities. Um, And that, by the way, they're testing live audio rooms right away and they're expecting to be available to everyone on the Facebook app by the summer. So it's like a couple of months away. Now, is this the same as hotline or is this something different? That is different, but I think that they're testing hotline as a way to just get some feedback, have folk kind of come in and kick the tires. You know, hotline was an acquisition that Facebook made an app called TBH. I've played around with it. I don't know if you have had a chance to. I was a little underwhelmed. It's a web-based audio with optional video, which I like the optional video for both the host and the guest coming on to ask questions. And then it's automatically recorded. When you finish, you get a recording of both the video and then a separate one for the audio. It has potential. I'm a beta user, but I thought it was absolutely strange that you have to have a web browser and you have to use Twitter. I mean, that's the part that didn't make any sense. I'm wondering how they're going to integrate that into Facebook or if they're just going to have it be a desktop only app. Do you have any insight into that or no? Well, here's the thing. It's the number one is out of the NPE, which is a new product experimentation department at Facebook. And they are renowned. We've talked about it on a number of your shows in the past. The, the NPE is just renowned for just like cooking stuff up in the lab, throwing it out there, seeing what it'll stick, and then just really using it as a test. And then eventually those features get baked into the main apps. So we'll see. By the way, that you can now authenticate with Facebook. They've got Twitter and Facebook, which makes a lot of sense. So initially, when you and I got our wait list, and then got an account. It was only Twitter, but they've added Facebook in now. So Okay. So at a macro level, the big question we as marketers have to ask ourselves is, will people listen to audio on Facebook? The challenge is that with podcasting, I mean, the benefit of podcasting and, and Clubhouse and these other audio apps, you can shut your phone off and just listen to it in your AirPods while you're doing other things. You can't do that right now with any of the content on Facebook, right? The moment you exit out of the app, it stops playing. So they'll have to alter the app. 
in some way to allow people to multitask if they're going to be listening to long form audio because they're not going to be looking at their phone, right? So that's going to be a fundamental change in the way Facebook works. And the other side of it that I'm a little concerned about is that most people don't have the sound turned on, right? On Facebook, it's defaulted to off. So that's going to be a challenge they're going to have to overcome as well. So do you have any sense of when they're going to actually be opening? You said this later this summer. Summer for live audio rooms for all the other things. They're already in beta with the podcast, uh, sound bites. Not sure about that, but we'll we'll see. It's not not clear when that's launching. But I, I think that with the rise of social audio, which Clubhouse, we can definitely acknowledge, has made social audio super popular, put it firmly on the map, identified a need that people can just tune in and drop in and out and host and, and build these large audiences, or sometimes not so large, whatever, it might be more intimate rooms. So that's really put it on the map. And now, as last I checked, there's something like 50 different social audio companies just clambering to get grab a piece of this pie. The thing that Facebook has is this already built-in audience and this built-in following where if you already have a page, okay, organic reach might be on the low side, but maybe they're going to give audio a bit more reach, which they did with video at first. So I think that, that Facebook is really paddled to the metal right now in accelerating the you know, claiming of a piece of the social audio marketplace. So I'm pretty bullish on it. I'm excited if for nothing more than it's going to spur innovation across all the social platforms in a pretty substantial way into these new mediums, which is definitely exciting for both of us, right? Anyone who uses your voice, it's going to, it's going to lead to new opportunities. We have a ton of other things to talk about. The next thing is that Facebook now allows you to do organic video testing in creator studio. Have you done this? Uh, it sounds like it's split testing, but without ads. It is. But you know what's really fascinating about the feature is really Facebook getting us used to kind of like the precursor to ads. Because it's like you can upload a number of videos. It's called Create Post Test. You go into Creator Studio to do that. First rolled out September last year. And now I'm seeing in many, many different places that Facebook's really kind of like pushing it more front and center and going like, you know, did you know this was here um, and check it out. And uh, the idea, though, is to just see what resonates with your audience, change up a couple of different components of it. It is like A-B testing, split testing. But now you have a runaway winner and you're like, oh, OK, let's put some money behind this. I like that, actually. I like that a lot. So you could create two different videos test them out organically. And then the winner, you know, you can find out for free without having, and then put some money. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. You can test more than two, but yeah. Oh, really? Okay, cool. So Facebook groups has got some new rules. Can you tell us what the scoop is on this? Well, they've, it's just about violations. They're making it easier for group admins to make sure that, you know, basically their own terms of service. And if you have your own rules in there, but it's about, it's about safety. The bottom line is about safety. Another part though is recommendations. I thought it was really such a shame for anybody that runs any kind of a health related group that since COVID there's a lot of misinformation, but there's also a lot of great information that's really more kind of fringe. It's not mainstream. And those groups are being penalized and not showing up in the group recommendations. And so, yeah, I think, I think that's the key, right? So it sounds like if your group has discussions in it that violate the terms of service of Facebook, it's going to hurt the group. That's really what I'm reading. Do you believe that to be true? Yeah. And then they have some AI, like some assistance in there that they know if someone's repeatedly violated the terms, they're just going to block them. Facebook will go ahead and take care of that for you. 
And, and that could be a big problem, folks, because even if your group is totally private and you guys are having conversations about things, keep in mind, most people see the group organically in the feed, right? Unless they actually go to the group. If that conversation gets repressed, that's not going to be good for your group. But that's the warning that's here, I think. Facebook analytics is going away. Now, this is not the same as Facebook insights, right? So you want to clarify what that means exactly? Correct. Yeah. And I just get frustrated with Facebook and their inability at times to properly communicate the truth of what's happening, make it really clear for the small business owner and the advertisers alike. So Facebook analytics is actually an app. It's an independent mobile app, literally called Facebook analytics. And then on desktop, it's facebook.com slash analytics. So they're standalone independent products, not independent, they're integrated, right? But you've still got all your insights and in ads manager, you've got all the data that you need. Nothing of that sort's going away. It's just this independent app and that's going away on June 30. So June 30, uh, if you go into your ads manager, you probably see some, some notifications about it. If you just go to facebook.com slash analytics, what's happening though, is that those, any, any insights or uh, metrics that were previously only in analytics that will be baked into ads manager, or the business suite. Not everybody has business suite, but if you're running your page with business.facebook.com, you're either on business manager or you're on business suite. Yeah. And the key thing here with Facebook analytics was this was purported to be an alternative to Google analytics. I've had some people on my podcast, uh, Chris Mercer, specifically talking about this tool. And it was, it was actually pretty, pretty good. It was heading in the right direction. But I guess, you know, obviously with privacy and data and stuff, and everything that's been going on, they've just decided that they're sunsetting this. I have heard rumors of people in different countries saying even their Facebook insights are going away. Have you heard anything about this in your group, Mari? Because I've gotten private messages from people saying that uh, Facebook insights for some pages will be going away. And I thought maybe it was re related to GDPR. Had you heard anything about this at all in your groups? No, no. I don't think that's accurate. I think what is happening is the new pages experience, which is where they're taking the like button away and focusing it only on followers, plus a number of other changes, including like the admin rules and whatnot. What's happening is it's literally riddled with bugs. My group is full of folks having all kinds of crazy experiences and there's things are there and then not there. And so I think it's just they're working out bugs right now, but the, the insights will not be going away. I, I can't imagine that's it. there's any truth to that. Okay, give us a quick update on these brand safety controls and intellectual property tools for businesses because obviously there's a lot of people on Facebook sometimes that will steal your content. What's new here? I think this is a cool update because the number of times that we see like giant pages that they just like swipe, you know, clips uh, or take a video and then they make it real fancy with the black bars at the top and the text and they do all kinds of things to it, but it's it belongs to that original person or page or brand. And so copyright, original copyright owners are now going to be able to uh, claim and collect ad earnings on copyrighted content that's published by other pages, as long as those other pages meet the standards. Uh, so if those videos take off on those other pages and, and they're running ads, you're going to be the one getting the money. This is very similar to what YouTube does actually. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 Very cool. And then I guess there's some new comment management tools also. Can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Yeah, you know, it's very similar to Twitter and also Instagram has it too. It just, you can restrict who can comment. And then there's other features like the, the favorites tool is basically just giving you more control over your newsfeed. Favorites used to be called C first. It's so funny when they say new, we've got a new tool. No, it was previously called C first. It's been there for ages, but it's just giving you more control. Yeah. Clarify on that. What does that mean? Talk to me. What does that mean about like, if I can control the newsfeed, does that mean I can see those pages? Like you, you're, in the past, you would go and say, I... I definitely want to see this page, right? And it would show up at the top, but that's changing. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Well, it, it, it's actually changing for the better. So see first, same idea as favorites. You can add up to 30 people or pages. Uh, so that's friends or public pages to this favorites list. And then specifically on mobile, when as soon as you start scrolling on your mobile phone, you'll notice that the newsfeed splits into three tabs. There's home favorites and recent. So if you navigate to your favorites tab, that should be showing you a feed of any page or person that you've you favorited. So is it defaulted to the favorites or do you have to go to the favorites? No, you have to manually tap favorites. Now, if people have already set up C first, is, it, is there nothing more they need to do or do you need to reprogram? It automatically makes them a favorite instead. Yeah. All right, everybody go favorite Mari Smith and social media examiner. So you see this, so you see our stuff. Exactly. Okay. Um, you can transfer your Facebook stuff to Google Docs blogger.com and WordPress. Like what's the scoop here? What's the news with that? So for the longest time, Facebook's given us this option to download your information. A lot of people don't know it's there. I recently was telling folks about it on both your page. You have it on your page and you have it on your personal profile. And it's a really good best practice to do maybe once or twice a year. You never know when some kind of shenanigans might happen. You lose access to a page or profile. Then you've got all of that data on your own backup. So when, what they also have now added in is what's called a transfer option. So you're still going to have all your information there, of course, but you can just go ahead and transfer it over as they call it their data portability tool. And it's right there. And as you go into your settings, settings and privacy, and it's under um, information. I love the idea of, of transporting something into a Google Doc because that seems like that would be a, a good way of actually documenting, if you will, everything that we've done. And then you could go back and take a look at it. Do you know anybody that's actually tried this yet? The transfer part, no, but the download for sure. I, I, I download my own page data and profile data. Is it even usable though, or is it all technical gobbledygook when you download it all? It's not technical gobbledygook. No, it, you can do, you can down, I forget the formats, but there's two different formats. I think one of which is HTML. I just did it for a page I was shutting down on an old page I don't use. So. Oh, okay. Good to know. Yeah. It's fairly easy. Okay. Facebook is going to pay journalists and writers up to using some sort of fund? What's this, What's the deal with this? Well, Facebook has this tenuous relationship with journalists, right? It's literally like this love-hate for like a decade or more, right? Where they, they bring them in and they woo them and then everything's going great. And then it's like, wait a minute, now it's not. So this fund is actually, where what's happening is that you're probably familiar with Substack. Substack is a, a newsletter subscription platform. Um, and then they just, Substack just recently announced Substack Local. Um, and so then they're empowering like local reporters. So Facebook's like, well, okay, let's, let's get in on this and let's pay local journalists and writers this $5 million fund to use Facebook's newsletter product. And I heard Zuckerberg speaking about this on an, on a podcast recently. Yeah. What's the name of that product? It starts with an R. I can't remember what it's called. Do you remember what it's called? Review? Yeah. Review or something like that. I think that's it. Yeah. 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 Our friend Matt uses that. An independent one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the one. So, so they're paying people to use this. this. 
Well, Facebook just, you know, it's so funny when you watch how they behave because they're not known for innovation, but what they do is they just look to see where's there a spike in, you know, in a growth and where's, where's these market segments? Oh, we better tap into that and get a piece of the pie before it gets away from us. Now, Facebook has got some new AI thing that they're working on. What's the deal with that? For video, so everybody here probably knows that the AI that Facebook's worked on can recognize what's in a photo. And that's brilliant for anybody who's like visually impaired uh, or just, you know, or whatever the case might be where you've just got like alt text, right, that shows you what's happening in the photo. Well, equally, what their, their next big AI project is training the machine learning on users' public videos, which is a little scary because this is going to create an unprecedented amount of data inside of uh, these videos and into our lives and allowing us, you know, Facebook's going to analyze our hobbies, our interests, our preferences and brands, clothes, you name it, personal details. Oh, so I see what you're saying. They're going to look at all the videos you've produced and kind of like figure out more about you. Is that what I'm hearing? What's happening? What are you doing? What are you wearing? What are you talking about? What's in the background? Everything. Oh, wow. But a use case, for example, the example Facebook gives is you could go, Hey, Facebook, show me every time we sang happy birthday to grandma. Boom. And all the videos come up. Absolutely fascinating. Now, Mara, you're going to be speaking about Facebook live video that converts, how to increase your reach, results, and ROI at our upcoming social video summit. What can people expect to learn um, from you during that session? I have loved Facebook Live since it launched in August of 2015, and I have created a significant amount of business and revenue from my own products and services and with partners. I'm going to walk people through the exact steps that I take using my Mari method, my Amplify process, how to monetize, how to start with the end in mind, how to structure everything to make sure that you have successful Facebook Lives every time. Well, and it'll be fascinating if the AI can also in real time analyze Facebook lives, isn't, wouldn't it be interesting? Like imagine if you're talking about something and then you can dynamically click on buy this product or something. I mean, it's just so fascinating to see where all this will go. Oh, that's coming. You're absolutely right. Uh, Mari, if people want to actually check out your live videos and all the other things you've got going on, where do you want to send them? Oh, just facebook.com slash Mari Smith and pretty much at Mari Smith anywhere at Mari underscore Smith on Instagram and come join my social scoop group and we'll see you at the social video summit. Awesome. And folks, don't forget to check out the social video summit coming up real soon here at socialmediaexaminer.com slash summit. And if you want to add a podcast to your listening lineup and you want to listen to it, maybe not on Facebook yet, but on some other platform, then check out my social media marketing podcast. We're coming up on nine years. Uh, Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. See y'all next time. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.